Welcome everybody to the inaugural first conversation um, podcast for Heart of a Warrior. And um, you're just going to have to have a little grace with us because this is the first time and I have with me Michelle and Aaron and Joe and we are sitting outside of um, Stable Grounds Coffee Shop in Newport and we're having coffee. We've had a little bit of coffee so we're a little bit jittery and um, we're, we're a little bit unhinged a lot of the day so you know we want you guys to just um, buckle up and, and listen to what's going on we're gonna start this one with hey lady are you okay and hey lady you okay is the blog from the heart of a warrior faith for the journey you can find that book at any online re- retailer um, Barnes and Nobles books a million um, Amazon any of those or locally if you're in Eastern North Carolina and I'm going to read you the blog, and then we're going to have, we ladies are going to have a conversation about it. You're going to hear some background noise because, like I said, we are at Stable Grounds in Newport, which you should try. They have really great coffee, right? Yes, they do. I had a caramel mm-hmm. frappuccino. It was yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Really great stuff, and they're locally owned, so if you're in Carteret County, stop by and see them. Are you okay? New dress, black to try and make me feel thin. New shoes, red, with stiletto heels to make the outfit pop. I thought I was looking pretty good. Looking good takes time, so I was running late. I parked my black Subaru. Black is apparently a thing for me. Stepped out of the car and put one shoe directly in a melted, gooey pile of what I could only imagine was a full pack of well-chewed watermelon bubblegum. Instead of taking the pump off, I leaned over, balancing myself on the open car door to try and scrape the gum off my pretty red shoe. The last thing I remember before opening my eyes again was my ankle giving way and grabbing the door. Did I mention I was in the Walmart parking lot? In my rush to get where I was going, I made a quick stop by Walmart for, you guessed it, red lipstick to match my gum-covered shoes. My daughters have always teased me that as any true Southern mother, I never leave home without hairspray and lipstick. Hashtag truth. When I opened my eyes, two wide-eyed teenage boys were peering down at me and asking, Hey lady, are you okay? Well, let me think for a minute. I was lying in the Walmart parking lot with my dress now stuck in watermelon gum, as well as my amazing red shoe, and my head really hurt. I was not sure where my purse went. There was a young man with what appeared to be a blue mohawk standing over me. His friend was wearing a Fleetwood Mac t-shirt. What year was this again? I was not wearing lipstick. I was late. Was I, in fact, okay? It's in moments like these that I know I cannot be alone in questioning my life. Who cares if my lipstick matched the shoes? Why did I feel more comfortable in a black dress than my favorite color red? Why on earth was I in such a rush all the time? Am I okay? I looked around and I didn't see anyone else lying in the parking lot. I assumed that meant everyone else had their life together except for me. For a second I thought I might burst into tears, but then I felt an overwhelming sense of comfort and heard a soft whisper, you are okay. Life is hard. I'm like women everywhere and I feel as though I have to be some kind of perfect life handling machine. The truth is I struggle in many of the same ways every other woman struggles. I try to balance work, family, friends, commitments, and what seems like an ever-growing list of to-do items. I compare myself to others and can be insecure sometimes. Sometimes I roll like a rock star and others I lay in a parking lot covered in gum. You know what? That's okay. The only perfect person to ever walk this earth was Jesus Christ. That means it's okay for me to lose focus, get in a rush, and make a bit of a fool of myself in front of strangers. Tomorrow will be another day. Perfection is off the table. Maybe God was trying to humble me a bit. I imagine him laughing a little and saying, Girl, forget about that lipstick. You have important things to do for the kingdom today. That image brought a smile to my face as I sat up and said to the growing crowd of onlookers, Yes, I am okay. 
I will be just fine. Not only did I say the words, but I knew they were true. I will be fine. And so will all of you. And the scripture that goes with this blog is, You can be sure that the Lord will protect you from harm. From Proverbs 3.26. How many of you guys... Mm-hmm. <laughs> question this week if you were okay. Or asked if somebody else was okay. I mean, looked at another woman in a crowd and thought, Woo! I wonder if she's okay today. Well, luckily, my not okay moment this week was in private. I mean, I was on the phone for part of it. I had a really bad day at work. Teenager comes at me with all sorts of teenage girl issues. Mm-hmm. Um, I got done talking to a friend about it, and while I was on the phone with this friend, I had gone downstairs to get a bowl of cereal, and I took the bowl out. And for some reason, the bowl smashed on the floor and just shattered in a million pieces and went every direction and the dog's trying to come in the kitchen and the friend's on the phone telling me shoes 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 <laughs> they're concerned <laughs> that I need to get shoes on and I, I had to just get off the phone get the mess cleaned up <clears throat> regroup yeah I'm okay get another bowl out pour my bowl of cereal decide I'm not going to take it upstairs I'm just going to sit at the table and eat my bowl of cereal and as I'm sitting there eating my cereal I'm going to call my friend back to say all cleaned up I put my shoes on and I'm okay (laughs) and I dropped my phone in my cereal bowl oh no (laughs) well you had a bad week well it was one day that was just one day (laughs) that was one day and I think wait was it Monday (laughs) it was Tuesday that would not bode well it was a Monday because it was Labor Day so (laughs) you know it's like Tuesday's Monday yes but I mean it was it was one bad day and I I had the audacity to think this day couldn't get any worse. <laughs> and, you know, I think there's still a bit of sticky milk inside my phone case. Oh, no. I had a, a little bit of a moment like that. I went to get my nails done, and um, the girl who usually does them wasn't there. But I was having a real stressful day. And so I was like, and I was telling everybody. Everybody kept looking at me going, are you okay? Are you okay, Kim? You look and stressed. And I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm fine. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a beast, right? I've got everything, you know, handled. And <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to go to the nail salon and... Th- the girl that does them is not there and so I have another a sweet girl who starts my pedicure and starts my nails and everything and um first thing she does I get in the massage chair the massage is going I'm great I'm you know oh this is going to be fine I, you know I'm okay this is great and she cuts my toenail too low and blood starts you know going everywhere and she's like oh my gosh I'm so sorry I'm so sorry and I'm like no it's okay it's okay you know I'm good it's okay I'm okay and um then about you know 10 minutes later you know how they put the little clips on your fingernails when you get your gel polish to get the gel polish off it's got the acetone in it wears off it's a they should put a towel across my lap and I put my hands on there about 10 minutes later she goes to pull the towel up and it has burned holes in my dress oh, right wow. and so she burst into tears and I'm going oh it's okay honey it's okay it's okay I've had this dress you know for 10 years it's okay so, you know, I'm okay. I'm, it I'm, wasn't your black outside, dress from okay. the blog, was it? <laughs> okay, but it, so it was my favorite dress. The reason I've had the dress for 10 years is because it was my favorite ever oh. dress. Oh. Do you know? So I'm, I'm telling well, you're her. you're talking her through. And I'm, yeah, but I oh. get in my car. But that's him. I get in my car. No, no, no. Because here, I get in my car and I completely lose it. Mm. I mean, I'm in the parking lot. It's a crowded parking lot. My sister calls and um, I'm like losing it I'm crying ugly snot coming out all over everything I mean just I'm like I don't know why I'm crying it's just a dress and she says because you're not okay yeah yeah so the dress becomes something very large when actually there are so many other larger things yeah that are really weighing on you that's the way that it works yeah things build up yeah and then all of a sudden you find your 
volcanoing over <laughs> over well, and you, a dress <laughs> that really you could probably find another one you're going to love again. And, yeah. But that's I think that's what we all do. I mean, you said that's Kim, but I don't think that's just Kim. I think that's all women. Out in the all out, women just kind of do that. Your outer persona is I will forgive everybody for everything. Oh no. Uh, no. I, no, I've seen. Her. I've <laughs> no, seen her. but I'm saying for most of the time yeah. that I see him, that's she was that's thinking about the young girl someone. that was having a hard time doing her job yes. and was so concerned. I will say I try really hard because I think that's what I, re- I really do. That's what Christ expects. I mean, he died for us, so if he did that. We should at least be able to forgive people, but it is not easy. No, it's not. And it is a constant work in progress. I don't just automatically go. I mean, a lot. A lot of people might think I do, but I don't. I'm. I'm saying the words, and I'm trying right. to do the things that get me to that place. You know what I'm saying? That's I'm not putting you on a you know that, but I'm just saying, yeah. for the most of the time that I have an interaction with yeah. you, you are always, like, I'm the one who always wants to be mad at somebody, and she's always wanting me to be graceful, have graceful, the grace, yeah. be nice. It's okay that you don't know what's going on. <laughs> That's what friends are for, though. We take each other, we talk each other off the ledge, right? Right, and it's who we can have at least not cries with yeah, when yeah. they call us. Yeah. And we, you know, the funny thing about that is, is I think that um, uh, a lot of people will look at me and watch me, and they'll think, you know, oh well, she's real, uh, maybe not doesn't have as much grace for people because I think because I can easily, m- most easily set boundaries yeah. for myself in most situations, and for those. I love yeah um that but that doesn't but I actually find that I do have a lot of grace for people um and I think sometimes in in most cases um because I'm always thinking always thinking you know well who knows what in the world that person what shoes they're walking in today maybe that's why they did that I'm always trying to do that I think that sometimes people think that if you're able to kind of say uh, no no, I'm not going to do that. No, that no. Here's my boundary. That that means that you're you're a severe person that you don't have grace for other people, and that's not always the case, though. Yeah, you can have boundaries and and, and have yeah. grace. I have not always been like this. I mean, I mean, this is like I'm 55 now, so you know there there were times when I didn't have grace with anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so I think that you know faith and and just our lives in general are having grace and. and also, a lot of um, the consequences of not having grace is getting humbled, you know, yeah. over and over again over the course of your life. And so, mm-hmm. um, gets you to the point where I'm not yelling at this lady because, you know, I've screwed up people's lives before, too. <laughs> you know, yeah. and maybe not ruined somebody's dress, but I have done other things, you know. So, I'm not drew blood, but. Yeah. Well, and I think yeah. this year has kind of humbled us all. Yeah. Because, I mean, last year was a really hard year for me. Yeah. And I had, I said, it couldn't get any worse. Never say that. No. <laughs> right. No. I'm, and, I mean, this year has challenged us all in new ways where we're all looking at each other saying, are you okay? Yeah. Which I think that's what I loved about starting with this blog because I think it's really important to, um, I mean, we were talking about a woman earlier walking out the door and worrying about the woman walking out the door. Um, and I think that all of us, after this year, really should really make more effort to look at each other and, and really look and say, are you okay? I was getting you ready know? to say that. And I think especially those of us who are uh, 
not just women, but people like we are, Mm -hmm. who are used to handling a lot. Yeah. And taking on a lot and then saying, no, I'm good. I've got this. I've got this. But we're really the kind of people that uh, we need to check in with each other and say, I know you've got it, but are you really okay? You know, and is there anything I need anything? Yeah. Yeah, is there anything you want to say or talk about? Because I've got an ear for you if you need it. Because I don't think anybody sitting at this table, of the four of us sitting here, if somebody asked us if we were okay, that we would say no. Right, but there are times. Yeah. I mean, I'm the worst about that. And, and you guys probably all realize that about mm-hmm. me. I will silo myself off and not, you know, ask for help and not and go long periods without reaching out to people. And that is my way of dealing with uh, stress in my life is to just you know uh, put my nose down and keep like a hound dog to the ground on the scent mm-hmm. and just until I've gotten it done and and taking on taking it all on on myself and just saying oh I can do it doesn't mean I can take on extra right now but I can do this and I've got yeah. it but it doesn't mean that you know I've got it all together in my head or that I don't lay down at night to go to sleep and I'm you know I have to cry a bit before I can go to sleep because you know today was a tough one and then I physically fell down today because I didn't ask for help yeah Mm -hmm. like I bruised my knee and my elbow and my pride Mm -hmm. because I wouldn't let somebody help me I mean what do you think makes us like that because we all have different backgrounds you know different different families yeah. that we were raised in but I the common denominator with the four is. of us is I mean I think I can honestly say none of us would ask for help well not when it's I something we can do ourselves <laughs> that she is now where she just doesn't talk about it doesn't ask for help I said I won't ask anybody for help yeah. but I I will talk about when I'm overwhelmed or something's really bothering me but I don't need any help because I can get it done and I think what part of that me makes me feel like I have to just get it done is that there's so many times that I've been waiting for somebody to help me when mm-hmm. they say I'll be there that and then they it's constant disappointment where they don't show not emotionally not physically not right you know what I'm saying so yeah. you just get it done you learn right. to be strong and independent right and right that's what I've yeah I've tried to explain I think it's definitely, you know, your background. That yeah. our our experiences shape us at 55 and a half years of age. Mm-hmm. Definitely, my experiences have shaped me, and uh, from a, a a fairly young age, at, and you know, I grew up in a home where um, God love him. I loved my dad to death, but he he was not the easiest father for. Uh, making me feel like I was valued and I was loved and that I could count on him. Yeah. Um, my mother, you know, was definitely that for all of us, but not my father. So early on, you know, I started thinking, you know, I got to figure some things out for myself because, you know, it can't just be her. And then, of course, I lost her at 19. So from the time I was 19 on, I felt like, um, you know, I was in, it was up to me emotionally mm-hmm. and everything. And then through, and being a military spouse, you know, for, you know, a very long time, you know, with somebody, uh, a husband who was deployed a good portion of the time. Um, In a place where and you can't call family. I didn't have any family to call. Yeah. I, I didn't have any family to call. Um, so if you need something. So it you, was on me. Yeah. You do have other military spouses that if you form really close friendships mm-hmm. when you first get somewhere that you can kind of count on each other. But... But ultimately, 
I made choices in my life uh, to take on emotional responsibility for children. I have a lot of children. They're the greatest blessings of my life. And But I knew every time I was getting ready to have another child or I chose to conceive another child, it was going to be on me. Um, their father was a good man, very loving, loved them, and when he was there, did everything he could to be mm-hmm. present in their lives and make up for lost time, but a good portion of the time, it was on me it was to on do you. So you, you get to where, yeah, you know, if, if you you don't call somebody, you, you figure out how to do it yourself, and, and it makes you feel good that you can do those things, but it can backfire on you. It definitely mm-hmm. can to mm-hmm. where... Now it's very hard for me to ask to accept help. Well, that's what I was gonna say because I bet you don't. I bet you none of you, me included, accept help when it's offered. But it's more than that. It's not just hard for me to accept help. I can be a real pain in the butt <laughs> about people who do want to help me in a, in my very close interpersonal relationships. It's uncomfortable. Um, well, I can frustrate for me. a man who's involved with me. You know, will get frustrated at me because obviously maybe I need the help, I won't ask for it, it's very hard for me to accept it, then they just want to say, you know, forget it, you know, you're too, too much, much of a work. Pain. you're too much work, <laughs> you know, and for me, you're it's too just much like, work to not help, <laughs> <laughs> but, but for me, it's kind of like, if you want to do it, just do it, just step up and do it, but, yeah. you know, I, I'm not going to ask you, it's like pulling teeth for me to admit that I can't do it on my own, to me, that's a, it's a flaw, it is a flaw, and, um, See, to me, it's, I wear my independence as a badge. Like, I don't need somebody. Mm-hmm. I would like to want somebody to help me. Well, now that I'm getting a little bit older, though, you know, I realize that there are things that, you know, it's nice to have somebody who's maybe, yes, you know, well over six feet today. tall. Could you I could have used me <laughs> having to climb on a ladder and maybe fall off and break my hip now that I'm old and osteoporosis up, you know, so. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> So, you know, I don't know. Hey, lady, are you okay? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Today, I'm okay. Yeah. Today, I'm okay. Yeah. Well, I think there's really all any of us can say. I mean, because any given moment, you know, things change and we're okay and then we're not okay. Well, I had somebody call me at work the other day, you know, a, a really good acquaintance and say, you know, hey, Erin, how's it going? And I, or how are you? And I said, fair, how are you? And they were completely thrown off what fair I said well not good not bad it's just fair how are you (laughs) and just kept going what I say most of the time to people is I'm doing you know it it could be a heck of a lot worse so actually I guess pretty good and then they that kind of throws them off so because the the politically correct thing people don't keep kind of what about what about the program response without genuine interaction right well look you know there are those people that quite honestly drive me out of my ever-loving mind when (laughs) you are say walking down the hall or it's somebody who is maybe an acquaintance you don't see them that often and they say you know hey how you doing and I'll say I'm doing good I hope you are well and then you get the sob story of just some awful thing but here's the thing is that's the point don't ask if you don't have a genuine concern about how they're doing I generally don't say how are you (laughs) but if somebody says to me how are you I feel like in return I should and I say I hope you are uh I just think it's very off-putting for somebody to uh, kind of 
emotionally diarrhea on you. So how many times have I off put you? Because <laughs> you're my good friend. I'm talking about people okay, that you know, yeah, that you just they don't just know. You don't know their personal yeah. stuff. Um, yeah, and I get that way. Like I had a lady in Walmart the other day just come up and you know she took me by the hand. Which one? We're in COVID. Don't take me by the hand. You know, but she yes. but she took me by the hand and then she's looking me right in the eye. And I, this woman is a great woman, you know, but she's looking me in the eye. Well, that right there made me uncomfortable. Because you know, just she's got cooties. She's, she's holding my hand and she's looking me in the Are you eye, staring me which down? means you know she really is going to ask Something's me, so, you know. And so, and she asked me how I was doing. Well, you know, I almost burst into tears because one, I really don't want to answer you, and and it was just so she really cared. You know yes. what I mean? She was really asking me. She wasn't just walking past me like she she's talking about in the hallway. She wanted to make eye contact mm, right. with you and be genuine in the moment. And hold my hand and look me in the eye through the mask. We both had masks on and ask ask me, you know, how I was. So I think most people, though, are like, you just pass. How you doing? And then I, I will try to be polite and say, how are you back? But if we're continuing to walk, there's you already know right now. They don't really know because you're still walking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Nonverbal cues. Yeah. Now, if one of you guys asked me, and I could tell that you really wanted to know, we're sitting down, we're asking. You know, I, I think I it's, matters. it's different. Yeah. Well, and apparently the person in Walmart knew that too. <laughs> yeah, but it's unnerving for me. I don't, I don't, um, I don't open up to just anybody. You know, especially not in Walmart. You know, so middle did of Walmart. You get a little bit squirmy? Remember, we're from a small town because the blog was about Walmart parking lot, and I'm in Walmart now. But you know, we don't have anywhere else to go. <laughs> it's the biggest attraction. Ever. Yeah, we, if we did, we would. I mean, you know, we have Walmart. The thing too is, you know, like Walmart. Is somebody like that doing that with you in Walmart? Maybe they might really open up and have a whole big boohoo sobbing situation going on. Yeah. But I'm not typically going to yeah, do I'm that. Yeah, I'm not either. You're not going to do that. No. I know you're not. Mm-mm. Joe's definitely not going to do that. Why would you say that? Because I think you will do that with somebody that you really yeah. trust. The right person asked you how you were. If the right, that you really trust that person, that it's going to stay there, that they're genuine, you're going to do that. But just some, but that right. might be have been that person at Walmart, was it not? No, it would, I mean, it was somebody I've known my whole life that knew my parents, but certainly not someone that I'm close with, you know, talking to regularly or anything. somebody genuinely she was, I mean, she was a friend of my mom, so she, I mean, so she loves me like I would love one of your kids yeah, if, yeah, you know, you yeah. moved on, you know. So, I mean, there was that connection, but I don't, it's not a person that I talk to regularly and, and would open up, you know, my heart so to. So, I'm, I'm just going to go here. Mm-hmm. That she potentially could have been thinking, you know, she's, we're in a very big, this is big time, this pandemic thing. Mm-hmm. You know, isolation and and this woman hasn't had her mama. And I knew her mama, yeah. and I know how sensitive this woman was as a child. Mm-hmm. I need to check on her. And she may have been, may have been very... Yeah, yeah, but I knew her as a child. She wasn't super sensitive. No, I mean, that's what I said. I got this way over time. <laughs> no, no, but I'm just... But, <laughs> like, okay, but you were, her minute, peer. Right. you were her peer. She was her mom's peer. Her yeah, mom's friend. I got it. So, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. She's looking at you in a motherly right, right. Well, and it light. Could be yeah. She ex- had experienced something earlier in that week that made her want to look people in the eyeball and say, "Hey, uh, yeah, I mean, are I, you okay?" I no, think that she's just that sincere person, but it unnerved me. But yeah. I mean, but I think that's. I think well, she really did. Wearing, at least yeah. you weren't laying in the parking lot while oh, this was happening. Very true. <laughs> I think she sincerely wanted me to, to. I mean, that was her. I know she loved me. Yeah. I could not reciprocate and tell her anything or make her. But I. Um, but I knew that she loved me in that moment. That's mm. all. That, that's all that really mattered. And that probably sense. was yeah. her, her, her purpose in being there right there at that moment. Yeah. 
well, so I that ha- you would know. Yeah. I will say I have I, a lot of that over time helps with it because I see that sometimes even though I don't feel okay or I think I am alone or I think nobody else can understand, I I do I do recognize a lot more that I'm never alone, that God's always with me. Because there there are little things that come and let me yeah, know absolutely. That, he's, that he's always there. And that makes me a little calmer as I get old. The, the, the woman <laughs> at the New Bern Chick-fil-A drive through line. Have you ever seen her? I've seen one that's amazing. I don't know if she it's the same is, one. She's the she's older than I think we are. Mm-hmm. Um, she's just amazing. One day I, w- I was going through. It was an extremely tough day, um, and uh, it was you know during that time, one of my children. I was dealing with a newly diagnosed, a new cancer diagnosis mm-hmm. with him, and it was knocking me off my feet trying to just handle that and I was working at um at Newburn that day and was heading back to Havelock and I, I finally got starved so I went through that drive through to get some nuggets and I went up to and she and she always says you know hi hi uh darling or something like that but she always looks at your name on your card and then she talks to you directly using your name and and so I went to pay and she went to take my card that day and she looked at me and she said are you okay honey mm-hmm. and she I've never seen her before in my life like how would she know my normal demeanor to know that I just seemed off off that you didn't have just RBF on a regular day. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. And, oh, I, and I told her, and I just looked yeah. at her, and I said, yeah, I'm okay like that. And she said, I don't think you are. She said, can I pray for you? Mm-hmm. I almost fell over. And, and you I, know, you're usually the person that offers that. And, and I just said, absolutely, that would be wonderful. And she just reached out and took my hand and said a very quick prayer for me and then gave me my card back and she said I want you to know God loves you have a great day and see that's what I did I almost fell out of my car yeah. that day because I, I just started bawling and then she said I didn't mean to upset you I said you didn't no it doesn't upset you because I until recently until that happened a similar thing happened I was at a meeting and I mean I it, I honestly think it was probably the worst 30 minutes of of um in a long time in my life is 30 minutes and um I had I looked at my phone and when I looked at my phone four different people had pretty much done what mm-hmm. this woman just did for you had sent me a text and said God said I, I, I put it on my heart to pray for you all of them pretty much said that paraphrase the same way at the same time so I think like God uses that woman yeah. at Chick-fil-A and God because where we don't always hear God like sitting here with us or we don't hear him when we talk and walk sometimes he'll send somebody to say something to us like that or like there's people even texting me I'm thinking oh that's God's learned how to text but he's learned how to use people <laughs> to to tell me because if if it and, and he knew me well enough to know that if I had gotten that text from one person it might not have I would have thought oh that's sweet mm-hmm but four people come in and say, I'm a little more stubborn than you. One person made you cry. It took four. It took four because I thought, okay, now he's trying to tell me something because these four people that I haven't seen in years are trying well, to. that crack door and open window and the side door being open yeah. wasn't enough for you. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, that's, that's, me. That's, that's me. That's me. That day with yeah. this woman, she, I did, she didn't know me from Adam. Yeah. She I had it. never gone through that drive through yeah. window and seen that woman before. Yeah. She just, and something put it on her heart that this person in front of her had a huge huge burden and i think that's god yeah. i mean don't you think that's god putting it on her heart i mean yes yeah, absolutely I mean, no that was the thing is it just put the hair up on the back of my neck and everything because it it, it was it was a wink moment for sh- and i knew that 
And those moments, though, they make me just absolutely lose it. I just yeah. end up giving in to that emotion and allowing myself to just sob yeah. over God's love. You know, to yeah. say, hey, you know, it's you're loved and I'm here. Yeah. Because it I does. Took it. Yeah. <laughs> it feels, it feels, those moments like that just feel, really remind you that, that he's there and, and when we need him. Mm-hmm. And, and he shows up and um, sometimes we're just too stubborn to see it showing up all around us and we're too stubborn. The, the prayer with this blog says, um, ask God um, to help us learn to laugh a little more at ourselves. So I'm thinking of Erin who, you know, her story today in the bathtub because she went and asked for help. Um, <laughs> and she's been laughing at herself ever since, even though she's okay. in pain. Let me, can I ask you this, Erin? <laughs> what is the story about you the bathtub? You fell in the bathtub. Did you not ask for help because you were actually trying to take a shower or something? No, and you didn't no. Okay. I was fully clothed. Okay, okay. And I was trying, I have this beautiful plant that's been growing in my bathroom for two years, and it's, I've had it weaved up and around the windowsill and around through my, all my shampoo bottles and everything, and so today I decided I'm going to run it with a little cord tack mm-hmm. up around the top of the window, mm-hmm. so I, w- I had a garden tub, I had my foot on either side of the garden tub, and I went to step <laughs> forward and my heel hit the edge of the tub, and it slipped down <laughs> Yeah, and, and I ended up laying in my tub oh, my. with a sore knee and a sore elbow and a bruised pride mm. because I wouldn't let somebody help me by giving me a stool to reach the top of the window. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Did you not have a stool that you could put in your tub? <laughs> I'm not going to slow down and ask for help, Joe. I could do it. Uh, well, yeah, but you could have gotten the stool by yourself, too, you know. I, I think you were just trying to be Superwoman I on, think about and taking on a tub. All I have I to do. say is I the plant... I think about breaking my hip. The plant looks <laughs> beautiful up around the window. Well, well wait, what I, I want to know, when you fell, was it completely done already? Were you on, the, like, the last tack, or did after you were wounded, bruised, and I broken, had to get back up. <laughs> back up without the stool. I had, I had to you use the stool this time. No. <laughs> so no lesson learned. I was a lot more careful for that last tag. Yeah, okay. But while I was laying in the tub, I was looking up, and I took a moment to relax in the bottom of the tub and admire the work that I... And then said, oh, yeah, but I need another tag there. Just one more tag. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And, yeah, it's good that you could laugh at yourself, though. Absolutely. And I will be laughing when I'm taking Motrin in the morning, I'm sure. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, that's I was laughing as I was taking the dress off, and I, one of my daughters is gonna like cut it off, and so so it'll I still have the dress. It'll just be a shorter dress because it was like a maxi, so she's gonna cut it off below the knee. And I, I was laughing at myself and imagining what people saw me when they were looking at me in the car crying like a three-year-old, you know. Aww. But I mean, it's funny you know, now. I can't tell you how many times I've had ugly snot cries in the car in the last year. They are therapeutic. Mm-hmm. I've had to pull over because I can't see through my tears. Yeah. Yeah, I've had to do that too. Yeah, I don't have that problem. I'm sorry. <laughs> you don't cry? Do you cry? So, I mean, I guess the last time I cried, really cried, was when... She cries. She has cried in my office Yes, before. but it was mostly about my sister dying. And I think that was the last time I really, really cried was because... You've cried about, about the kids before. Oh, yeah, about, was that movie, The Holiday, kids. where the woman couldn't cry? No, yeah, I don't have that problem. <laughs> I cry when things... You know, when I, but I've gotten to the point where... I don't know. I think I used to cry at the drop of a hat. I'd cry when I'm mad. Um, but what I've really learned in the last probably two years is that I don't allow myself to get that mad often. And I try not to 
dwell. So I know on Sunday mornings or Sunday evenings, whenever we're doing our Sunday Bible study, um, I kind of vomit my emotions. You share in a safe you environment. Share, yeah. Yes, but this is my, our Bible group is the only group that I usually share that stuff with, other than my 33-year-old daughter. So that incident where I'm just going to say where my I figured out that my ex-husband wasn't paying me child support for mm -hmm. seven months so that he could save up for his down payment for his new house that he bought. Oh. So, and and that would have usually, or used to have, sent me in enraged. I would have been enraged. I yeah. would have been furious. But I'm just thinking, but so, see, so that's why I don't have him in their life, because they don't matter to him. His, his well-being, his life, his lifestyle is all that matters to him and he's better that he's out of our life than in our lives and it's okay if he's got to be the one that lives with himself yeah but so that's usually it used to have been that would have been i would have been are you kidding you know yeah. i would have been going to his new house and knocking on his door and saying <laughs> can i see your new digs yeah you know are what i'm you, saying are you going to get a roommate to help you help no you he's got a wife so you can he's got a wife but that's okay doesn't matter i don't care but i'm just saying it's it's just yeah. in, I think in the last, I don't know, three years, I think I've just grown so much. I've probably grown 20 years in maturity where I was just stuck as a wounded, hurt little girl that didn't like God because she thought God didn't like love her and didn't protect her. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but you know different now, right? Yes, and I've, yeah. I've come to a completely different place so when you keep thinking I'm gonna be mad and me I just I'm like you I have set boundaries and I try not to take on more than I can handle I kind of have during the pandemic kind of leaned back and just okay it'll happen if I can get to it pretty much mm -hmm. you know it, it, it kind of has put everything on a different schedule you yeah. know so and, and different and creative different and creative and really I mean this is a lot of different I think reset our priorities in a lot of ways you know um, at least for me it has I mean some things matter some things don't I have time for some things I don't have time for others anymore See, you know yeah I think absolutely. 2019 sort of did that for me already so yeah. it's just kind of interesting that the reasons to march forward and to find joy despite what circumstances are yeah we can't control the last part of this the last part of this you know, in the, in the week ahead for us to to look at, um, you know, because with each blog it has the scripture and the prayer and it says to look forward next week and learn to laugh at ourselves and to and to um, write down every day something that, you know, we're, we're good at because, and also to look around and see what other people are good at and encourage them, um, especially women who, you know, are always beating themselves up over everything because that's just our, sometimes we think it's our job in life. Um, so that's hard though. I mean, for me, it is. I mean, are you guys are you guys easy to sit around and talk about what you're good at? No, I, I, yeah. I have a very hard time. I do too. So, see, and this after this year, this last year, I think I'm getting better at it mm -hmm. because I'm rediscovering things that give me joy. Yeah. And I think the joy makes me good at them. Yeah. It makes me feel more confident. Yeah. I think I know what I'm good at, and I just don't think I I feel the need to tell people what I'm good at. Yeah. anymore I used to try and prove to everybody that I was good at a lot of things mm -hmm. but I just do now yeah. do you know what I mean yeah but, and and you just do we all just do 
Yeah. Because if it has to be done, like that, for goodness sakes, during Don Lee. Michelle is an organizer. Yeah. If you didn't know it, she is. Yeah. And it kind of, we were in a lull. We were waiting to serve kids, and she was cleaning closets. Yeah. So, and the closets needed it. Yeah. But I think we don't, I think for years I needed someone to tell me what I was good at because that validated me. Right. Where now I don't feel like I need someone to tell me that I'm good at anything. I'll just do it. And if it's good enough, it's good enough. And if you have a better idea, help me out next time. I think there are things that I... I that, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think there are things that I need to remind myself that I'm good at. I think that's where sometimes journaling or writing down for yourself, even though you don't need to tell the world you're good at it, to remind yourself... You know that you're a good friend, or you're a good sister, or you're a good wife, or you're a good. Is it that you're good whatever. at it, or is that you're enough? That you're enough. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I enough. think it's more that you're enough. Yeah, because because I I enough kind of agree with good. you. Enough is yeah. good, but I sometimes we forget that though. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes we forget that we're enough. No, and I, I get that. I forget it with myself. Yeah, with but ourselves. When it comes to my children, yeah, it is so imperative to me in my mind that I. <laughs> Make sure that they understand that they are enough. Oh, I know. Always. I know. Always. Because, yeah, because they may not, they, you know, I think, you know, uh, my oldest son, you know, he's married to a wonderful uh, mm-hmm. woman who I think m- has made him feel like he's enough, even when he feels like he's, oh, yeah. he just feels so awful about himself. In my other kids, they're not, um, you know, they're not married, mm-hmm. um, and so I, but, I, but, you know, I just think, but for myself, um, it's hard for me to say, you know, Michelle, you're enough, just like you are. Yeah, well, so that's the challenge for this week, you know, for this but, week from that blog, is that you need to, and I need to, and Erin needs to, and Joe needs to, and she doesn't think it, you know, we need to write down something that maybe we... Are insecure about or something that we that we're bet that we've worked hard at and we're better today than we were yesterday. You know, it doesn't you don't have to be great at it. You're just better than you were yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know, that's all anybody can ask for. And also to recognize that in other people because just like we're talking about the woman who walked out and everybody's worried about her. I think that sometimes, you know, we're put in a place where we need to reach out to to folks and say, I noticed that, you know, mm-hmm. you're doing so and so that you're. I noticed you did a really good job with that, even if it's not at work or whatever. Or just what let them know you care you about it. About? There it. was a, there was a woman who walked out in there that Michelle had said, "I wish I had said she looked like she was stressed or whatever." So, mm-hmm. um, so you know, um, so just making that making that effort this week to we'll encourage all women and everybody, men too, if men are listening, to um, <laughs> to take care of each other a little more this week. Check in with and be okay and be okay with each other. So I want to thank you guys for was this torture for your first podcast? No, I it was kind of fun. It was fun. Yeah, I thought it was fun. Well, good. It's real. I mean, yeah, it's where we are, where we've been. So you guys are introduced to these ladies as a group today, but then there'll be podcasts that follow. Um, with at least I know Michelle and Aaron, we both have one scheduled that'll um, be different topics and. I'm sure Joe, I'll get Joe roped in here shortly, but um, there are a lot of people who are interested in just um, talking about the things that the blogs that you read every day or in the book that they kind of dredge up in your lives, in all of our lives, because 
no matter where we are, we're all, we all have the same stuff, right? Keeping it real. Keeping it real. Keeping it real. I have to tell you. What? The one that I read this morning, it was a, a great narrative piece of writing that you did. That was this morning's, right? Oh, about st- the one in the middle of the night? Yes. So just talking from a, a writing teacher's mm-hmm. perspective and you know, remembering you. how you know we were able to write when we were in high school. <laughs> that is what happens yeah. to me when I drink too much coffee late at night. Mm-hmm. I, c- I can't sleep. And then I don't want to turn the TV on because then it'll make me more awake. So what do I do? I open up my phone and I write a blog with a bright light right in my eyes. Well, yeah, because that works. That works. I like how you described your house as almost being an entity in itself, you know, which was really neat. Well, thank you. Yeah. For me, that's, I mean. Like, you know, almost the personification that you gave it was really good. Well, thank you. Good piece of writing. Thank you. She's an English, Michelle is an English teacher, so I take that. You know, mm, nice. thank you very much. Yeah. See, how I t- see how I took that compliment? I know, that was oh. very good. <laughs> that was really good. I'm proud of you. So we want to thank um, Stable Grounds for letting us occupy occupy their space today and giving us, well, making sure we had coffee and junk to keep us going. So we're going to go on and have a great Saturday night. And we hope that you all have a great week. And thanks for joining this blog. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody.